Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp, Fightful.com. Here with a name you know. Yeah, You might know him because he's the MLW World Champion. Uh, had, had quite the year in 2021, and it looks like he is uh, not stopping anytime soon. We've learned a multi-year extension with MLW, and that's a big piece to keep with MLW. We got Alex Hammerstone. How you doing, man? I'm doing well, man. How are you? I'm doing awesome. Congrats on, on the new deal. I know this was a big one for MLW, keeping the centerpiece of their company uh, with the company. Uh, how you feeling right now? I'm feeling great. Um, you know, um, with <laughs> with all the craziness that's been going on in pro wrestling right now, uh, it feels good to have my future kind of uh, figured out for the time being. And I know that you've seen that. I mean, we, we've seen Kevin Owens, Kyle O'Reilly, Johnny Gargano, Adam Cole, a lot of really big names that have, have either switched companies, re-signed deals. Uh, I, I know that you had signed a multi-year deal in 2019. Now, here we are at the end of 2021. And from what I understand, at, at least a multi-year deal. Yeah, uh, yeah, we just uh, were able to come to the agreement and work out a multi-year extension, and uh, feeling good, I'm feeling optimistic about it. So, as as we look at the landscape of wrestling, I mean, obviously ROH is we don't know what we don't know what the hell is going to happen with ROH. I think a lot of people even there don't know. How were things looking for you? Had this process started like a while back of you all talking? Is it something that? that either one of you or MLW had brought up in the past, like, oh, yeah, let's let's maybe start chit-chatting about this. Yeah, I mean, they, they had brought it up to me. They had planted the seed um, a while back, and it's something that we kind of touched base, you know, here and there, you know, kind of starting to chip away at the little details. And then uh, finally we got on the phone and ironed it out and figured out what we actually had to do to make it happen to keep both parties happy. And um, I'm glad we were able to. 
Was there anything like maybe that was more important to you this go around than the than the first two go arounds? Because you established yourself in MLW, you resigned with them, and now here you are as a world champion who made history with them, and uh, you're you've been in a much different position each time. Yeah, I mean, I think you know, um, without sounding at the risk of sounding cocky or overconfident. Um, you know, there comes a time when you have to realize you are bringing more to the table, you know, and you have created more value for yourself. You know, I was very fortunate. A lot of people don't realize MLW gave me an opportunity when I didn't have a lot of, you know, stock in the industry and, you know, now coming to a point where maybe I do hold a little bit more cards in my hand. Um, you know, there were things I was looking out for because, you know, you realize there's going to be other offers on the table. You know, a lot of people like to prematurely think they have a lot of value when they don't, you know, they'll, they'll, you know, say, oh, hey, this guy should go to this company or that company. or this. And it's like, none of those companies even want them, you know. Um, but once you do get to a point where you, you know, I've kind of felt like I would have had options available at my fingertips. Um, I had to make sure I was in a position where I felt, you know, taken care of and, you know, they were able to afford me that, you know, and also just considering the fact that I'm not getting any younger, you know, I'm, I've been in this business for 10 years now and it's nice to finally be in a position where I'm starting to really see a return from it. Um, you know, and beyond that, there's a lot of things that MLW offers me that other companies might not, you know, just, not as intense of a, you know, a schedule, you know, not the demand of being on the road five days a week or something like that. That's not something I'm, I, I might ever want to do, to be honest. Uh, you know, as my time has gone on in wrestling, I always say I wrestle for free, but you have to pay me to travel because I love the wrestling part, but the traveling just kicks my ass. And it's the most frustrating part of it as a lot of people will end up, you know, you'll hear from a lot of people who've done this for a long time. And so there's a lot of advantages at MLW right now. And you know, as far as the contract goes, we were able to come to something that I was happy with. So you had mentioned the possibility of other options because it was an extension. If I'm not mistaken, you hadn't even gotten to the point of free agency yet to where you could entertain other offers. Correct. Yes, that's correct. And I mean, when, when you saw like ROH change, I mean that, that adjusts a lot of people's leverage, a lot of people's potential plans. Did, did that like say anything to you? Did that like put anything in your mind? Like, maybe this makes it easier for me. Yeah. I mean, well, it's just, it's crazy. I've kind of seen the landscape of wrestling. I think we all have just changing so quickly and the kind of realization that nothing is guaranteed anymore. And also, you know, I've, uh, I've always been a huge proponent of the cream rise to the top and that if you're good enough, you'll get what's yours. Um, and now we're, I, I hate to say, I think we're almost at a point in wrestling where there's almost such an oversaturation of talent that being talented isn't enough. You have to, you know, be at the right place at the right time a little bit, which I think is something that a lot of people have used as a cop-out at times. But now I kind of feel it's true, you know, watching companies like WWE release a multitude of guys who are legitimate world championship material you know it's hard it's hard uh, to tell what they want anymore when they release a guy like braun Strowman. yeah you know um i've always said like i've always thought like kevin cross like i 
I've known him since he got into the business. And I was like, if WWE gets their hands on him and put the machine behind him, I always said that he was going to be like the next mega star. Like, beyond like even wrestling, I thought that guy's like a movie star. Like, that guy's like, he's just the most charismatic dude in the fucking world, you know? And to watch him, you know, now he's without a job, you know? Sure, he's, I'm sure he's going to, you know, pick up and be just fine, but it just really makes you realize like, man, things are changing so fast. Nothing's guaranteed. You're not sure what exact, who's looking for what anymore. Um, so yeah, all those things play a factor when you're, you know, renegotiating contracts. And it's very evident that MLW as a company, Court Bauer as the person who owns it, they have an incredible amount of confidence in you. And that's got to feel good as well. I mean, not that, I mean, you've earned that confidence, but to see, there's a lot of people who have earned confidence that don't necessarily get it from the company they work for. And this company has that in you. Yeah. You know, and that's something just like having, uh, you know, a more personal one-on-one relationship with, you know, people in the office and, you know, court himself and realizing that there's a trust there, that there's a value there, that it's more than just like, you know, Oh, we're trying to lock you up because we don't want people to have you. It's like, no, we place value in you. We see, you know, what you're going to bring to the table. We want you to be a big part of this company moving forward. And, you know, I feel that duty, that responsibility and the pride of, you know, elevating a company and trying to take something that maybe isn't as well known as it could be or should be at this point and hopefully bringing more attention to the product. So uh, I know that a couple months ago, you had a bit of an ankle injury. You've wrestled since then. How are you feeling? You 100%? Is it still a little bit on the mend? Because is anybody ever 100% when they're wrestling? Yeah, I I like to say, like, um, I'm not sure if anybody ever is 100%, but I always say me at 80% is just as good as anyone else else at 100%. (laughs) Um, Yeah, but the thing with ankle injuries is, uh, you know, a doctor's like, okay, well, if you rest this for the next you know two to three months it should be good to go but it's like well i'm gonna be wrestling next weekend so what's the timeline for recovery with that in mind and it's kind of like i'm gonna perpetually have a somewhat injured ankle for the next probably year or so you know i still have a nice little golf ball hanging out the oh. side of it i brace it up i tape it up and i say a little prayer before my wrestling and i'm it's been doing me good thus far so you had uh, quite the moment at Fightland, and it was a long time coming. I mean, I know MLW wanted to do this match, and almost, it's like the delay even made it better. The pandemic and, and no fans being around, it built that anticipation for Hammerstone, Fatu, and you had this incredible moment. How have things changed for you since then, uh, besides obviously having a golf ball hanging off your ankle? Um, You know, it, it's it's crazy because it's one of those moments that, you know, you dream about, you think about, you know, when I, as soon as I signed with MLW, I'm like, that's my goal. I want to be that guy, you know? And, but it seems so far off. It seems like it it almost seems like a far-fetched idea. Like it might never happen, but even if it does, it's so far away um, that you don't really comprehend it. And you think like, man, once I get there, like it's going to be, but then it's like, once it happens, it's like, well, nothing's really changed. I still have that same attitude of like, what's next? Like, what's the next goal? What's the next thing to do? What's the next, you know, 
<laughs> pretty much whatever I'm going to convince my brain to put pressure on me for, you know, what's the next big match? What's the next big, defense? what's the next pinnacle for the company? Like, how do we take this to the next level? It's, it's, it definitely wasn't uh, <laughs> like a sigh of relief and a rest. It was like, uh, wow, everything feels even more intense now. <laughs> Now it's it seemed pretty evident. Fa- I want to say fairly early into your run that the eventual collision course was going to be you and Jacob Fatu. The pandemic happened, and that is the kind of match you want to do in front of fans. Like that is, it becomes immediately one of the biggest moments in MLW history. As the pandemic happened, like what did you think was going to happen there? Were you like, were a part of you like, will this ever happen, or did you just know that there was a light at the end of the tunnel for that eventually? Well, you know, like I alluded to earlier, um, you know, with cream rises to the top, like I always knew I would get my opportunity because even if it got kind of pushed to the side or lost in the shuffle, I'd be willing to climb back up the staircase if needed be. Um, The biggest concern I had was fans losing interest. I feel like we were getting to the boiling point where it was like, is this going to boil over or is it going to simmer back down? Yeah. And so it's like, I am so incredibly thankful to the fans that that they stayed into long because a lot of people like, you know, it's like, Hey, this thing, this great thing's coming. This great thing's coming. This great thing's coming. A lot of people get tired of waiting, you know, and they kind of lose interest or, you know, they start to feel like, Oh, this guy's just being pushed you know, in this situation and he's not really, cause they start to forget like the journey it took to get there and why they, you know, got behind me in the first place. Um, and they kind of start looking for who's next, you know, beyond me. Um, so I was really worried that that was going to happen. And we were very lucky that, you know, the fans stayed interested in the match and stayed invested in the storyline and they wanted to see the payoff. And you don't see a lot of two or 300 day champions in wrestling these days, much less, dueling 800 plus day champions that mlw national open weight title became like your title it's synonymous with you all due respect to alex kane uh like it's the alex hammerstone title belt because for the first two and a half years you were the only human that had ever carried it was it a bitter was it bittersweet to you to vacate that title because i know it was like it was yours it was your baby you worked to put it on an even plane with the world title um yes i i wish i could say you know what no it was 100 time to move on and it's behind me but no i'd be lying if i said it wasn't bittersweet um this show is sponsored by better help if you had an extra hour in your day what is the first thing that you would do read a book take a nap play some video games do something for a friend volunteer A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time. But the question is, time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. 
You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Fightful. It's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp.com slash Fightful. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You know, because just feasibly, it wasn't going to work for me to try to defend both titles. And, you know, it really should be, you know, that championship was, you know, although the champion makes the belt the belt doesn't make the champion um you know but that championship was something that i leveraged as kind of like a rocket ship and a big boost to my career and you know stepping up and having these title defenses and having some of my best matches defending that championship um, was something that really elevated me and my career and my perception in the wrestling world so it's only right that you know another young person on the up and up you know, gets to do that now and kind of follow in my footsteps, hopefully, you know, or fall flat on their face if they're not good enough to carry on the legacy. But uh, yeah, uh, it, it was bittersweet, but I do have my eyes set on the future and the futures with the world championship. And there's obviously a lot of pressure that comes with that. As you mentioned, everybody's like, what's next? But you're no stranger to overcoming pressure. I mean, for a while, people were like, Okay, how will he do with MJF not being here? How will he do not being with Richard Holiday a lot? And vice versa. Richard has, has had to overcome that as well. And you overcame it, and you became national open weight chi- champion for two years. You became world champion for two years. Now we're reaching like sort of an apex of like what's next. What do you see as next, and how are you handling that pressure that comes with that? Um, you know, so – when it's all said and done, you know, it's like you just said, I made the national open weight championship synonymous with me. I want that when people, you know, years from now, when people talk about the greatest MLW champion, I want Hammerstone to be the first thing that comes to their head. And I have a hell of a lot of work cut out for me if I want to make that happen, you know, because even just the guy that was holding it just before me, Jacob Fatu had, you know, what an impressive champion he was. So it's like, I have big shoes to fill and I think, you know, the idea of what's next, it's kind of like I'm at the top of the mountain right now, Um, you know, and not in an egotistical sense, but it's like, not only did I win the world championship, I won the world championship and was holding the national open weight championship at the same time. I defeated the champion, you know, all these things. It's kind of like I'm at the pinnacle. So the only thing to do for me is to, you know, solidify myself there but then to raise the pinnacle to make it that the top of the mountain is even higher. Um, and like I said, that's only going to happen with these big marquee matches with growing the brand, with growing the company, with uh, getting more outreach, getting new eyes on the product and really just 
doing my best best to elevate the company. So with this new deal, will you still be able to work like the AAWs of the world, IWCs, things like that? Yeah, I mean, obviously there's you know there's certain restrictions um, with my current deal, um, mostly dealing with anything that's going to be televised. Sure. But as far as you know, independent wrestling, I'm still very much going to have a strong foothold in independent wrestling. Um, I, I that's another big thing. Like when it comes to contracts, it's like I love that connection with you know, independent wrestling with those sometimes like the smaller shows, they're just getting intimate with fans and um, the opportunity to see fans in these little cities that, you know, maybe I want to get to meet. Um, that's, that's something that I love and it's super important to keep that. Um, and it's something that, yeah, I'm still going to be making appearances um, with independence. And thankfully the world's opened back up a little bit. I mean, obviously the pandemic is far from over, but I know this year you've worked Georgia, Texas, I think it was, uh, Washington, California, you've like, it hasn't just been one coast, one area, Chicago, even like back to traveling all over the country. I've, I've, I've been very, very busy. <laughs> so how, how has that been for you after, I mean, everybody was busy in 2020 in a different kind of way, just making sure to stay alive in that sense. But now you're back on the road. How are you feeling? And again, all that pressure that's added on you by toting around that, that MLW world title, and and carrying that banner being that flag bearer um i i feel good i i feel great i love like i love i love it so much um I, it's it's just incredible to you know to have a full schedule you know because there was a time when i was just when i was sending out my booking emails hoping someone would you know pay me 40 dollars to drive sure. nine wrestle for them so you know to be in a position where people want to have me at their promotions it's it's an honor i've never um you know i try to never lose sight of that you know and especially coming out of you know the pandemic when everything was shut down and that was gone for a while it really put things into perspective that you know wow this this can go away and when it does go away it really sucks you know so to have it back it's great you know there was a small period um, coming out of it where I'd gotten like, it, it was the weirdest thing just from going from having like a, a completely sit at home, no wrestling um, to starting to get out again. When I first started traveling again, I got weird travel anxiety and it's not, <laughs> it wasn't like, Oh, I'm scared of getting COVID. If sure. I go out, it wasn't that it was like, I can't even explain it or put it into words. I just like, I was like perpetually feeling like I was like going to forget something in my bag or and it's like, I, I have the same crap packed in my wrestling bag for the last five years. Like, I don't know. It was just the weirdest thing. Like every time I had to like go to the airport, I'd be like all like wigged out the night before. I mean, obviously that, that went away pretty quick, but man, it, it, it was a trip, but yeah, now I'm back to feeling great. Oh, when, when we started to travel again this year, I was finding hair ties from when my hair was long, like in my luggage from a year and a half ago, because like I hadn't traveled since I cut my hair and like l little things like that I would never use anymore. And it's like, oh yeah, we're getting, we're getting back to normal now, <laughs> finally. Yeah. So I know that before you had worked with, M well, I don't know if it's before you worked with MLW, but. Uh, before you had signed full-time, you had done an appearance for Impact years ago, and it was uh, for Explosion. 
what was your sort of feedback there and how did how did that appearance even come about um so i'm trying to think i know they were having um kind of like a tryout in vegas at the time yeah it was at uh, sam's town yeah and i didn't get selected through the tryout i was already booked for explosion i believe just kind of you know they were kind of aware of me i'd worked some of the guys on the roster um but i was at the tryout just kind of hanging out because i was in early and they needed um like that an odd number of guys so it's like the, the guy came over to me and like hey will you wrestle this kid for his tryout match but it ended up that we ended up having a kick-ass match, but it ended up like really highlighting me. <laughs> like, I mean, you won, have... you won the match. It was like a one-off and you won the match. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah so I, I it, it was like, ended up being a good, the whole thing was a good experience. It was a good showing. Um, you know, that was actually the catalyst for me really switching my, my whole like style and gimmick up because I was there and <laughs> someone through the get- grapevine, like told me like, straight out of scott demore's mouth they said they'll sign you but you look too much like triple h oh, so no. like like on the way to my my tapings where i was gonna wrestle i stopped at a great clips and had them cut all my hair off and i had, I had long last 10 years and i showed up like whoa like what's going on um but you know as as it would worked out you know through the twist and turns of chance and whatever um we didn't end up coming to a deal and i ended up with mlw before anything with impact happened but back you know looking back on it it was a fun experience and it ended up pointing me in the direction i needed to go to kind of take my career on the track it needed to be on so i'm thankful for it do you ever miss your hair um yeah, but I mean, well, it's growing back. Obviously, I have the sides and the shaved off now. When I cut it, mine, I immediately didn't miss it. I mean, I I did a donation, so I was running around looking like Bailey for like a day or two until I got it like chopped down. But like, I didn't miss it at all. But you you did get a lot of those Triple H comparisons, and I know that had to be like, I'm nothing like Triple H. We're both we're well built, and we got hair. I mean, so I I did feel like it was part of my wrestling identity. I felt like. Like I had like this Thor-esque kind of, you know, almost Viking, like, you know, image, you know, just so ingrained with who I was that I thought like, oh, it'll, you know, mess everything up. But then it was kind of like, you know what, like, I'm not my hair, I'm not my tights, I'm not this, I'm not that, like, I'm whatever I want to be, you know, and uh, all, you know, realistically, like, told this story, like, I had reached a point in wrestling where I didn't care, like, I was like, I was so up like that i was like you know what i'm gonna try something completely new and if everybody hates it and my career takes a huge dump then i don't care i'm ready to be out if it's my time to be out but if this is the thing that works and makes me go on an upper trajectory then cool but whatever happens happens and let's just roll the dice and as it turned out it uh it was the thing that kind of rejuvenated me and got me back on track when you were younger, had you ever heard like those stories that the former Nova, Mike Bucci, Simon Dean, like they had him cut his hair because he looked too much like Triple H? Then they were like, "Hey, how about we have everybody cut their hair in developmental, like everybody?" Then Jim Ross was like, "Well, now they all look the same. They all look like each other now." So you were able to find like a unique look that, that stood out, and 
like I remember I barely recognized you just based on a haircut and then I was like, oh shit, that's Hammerstone. But it was unique all to you. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, I think a lot of wrestlers like are like always like struggling to find an identity or like figure out like what's the thing. But like my thing ended up being like, <laughs> I don't care. Like I'm just going to do whatever. Like I'd cut my hair and then like, I'd shave my beard in a certain way and, you know, um, people would start complaining and it's like, I don't care. Like, it's so bizarre that people get so attached to these things, you know? Um, and, and I get it, but it's like, dude, it's a haircut or dude, it's a beard trimmer. Oh, I wore a new pair of sunglasses to the ring. But, you know, at the end of the day, like people get attached to what they get attached to the things that get over, get over, you know, as weird as it is or as strange as it may seem at sometimes, it's just the the way wrestling works. Well, Alex, I want to congratulate you on your new deal. I want to thank you for for taking the time to talk with me. Uh, last question: Have you drank Richard Holiday's coffee? <laughs> I should lie here to pretend I'm a good friend, <laughs> <laughs> but I have not. Oh, you know what? No. I, I'm not a I'm not a coffee guy. Um, not either. I've never drink coffee at home. I'll drink it if, you know, like we're on the road and we'll stop at a gas station or grab a coffee. But that's the thing too. Like, like a holiday, we'll go to like a coffee shop. We'll, well, I have gone to a coffee shop with him. It's not something that I normally yeah. do. Oh, this is great. You got to get this blah, 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 or whatever. He has like six words to describe a cup of coffee. And I'm like, oh yeah, it's good. But then like, we'll be at a hotel and we'll go downstairs and I'll get a cup of coffee. Like, mm, this coffee's good. He's that's garbage. You don't know. It's all hot bean water to me. <laughs> Amazing guys! If you are in <laughs> Dallas or you want to travel to Dallas, January 21st, March 31st, MLW will be in both of those. Check out MLW.com to keep up to date on how to check out MLW. But Alex Hammerson, the world champion. Uh, signs a uh, multi-year extension with the company. Uh, big congratulations. Hey, thank you so much, Sean. It's always a pleasure. Until next time, guys, we're out. <laughs>